ladies, welcome back to another episode of Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and this week my guest is Dr. Kelly Peterson. She's a doctor of physical therapy. She specializes in pelvic, visceral, and orthopedic physical therapy. She currently practices at an outpatient clinic in Huntington Beach, California, and has her own business providing online services, telehealth, and in-person treatments as the belly whisperer. Her mission as a pelvic, visceral, and orthopedic physical therapist is to help educate people about their body, especially the intimate parts, and provide a safe environment to discuss and treat abdominal (laughs) pelvic issues. She provides an outlet for people to seek medical treatment and advise on issues that often go undiagnosed or may not be effectively treated with current widely practiced management strategies. She is committed to helping people find online support and providing a network with other healthcare professionals to create a multidisciplinary plan of care for your body. Everyone deserves to understand and develop control over their body through physical therapy. Everybody, please welcome Kelly Peterson. Thank you so much for being here. I actually found Dr. Kelly Peterson on Instagram. I found her through the Belly Whisperer account and I was like, I love what she's doing. So tell us about your fearless female journey. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. So basically, you know, before I realized I was going to kind of go to PT school and get my doctorate and kind of go into the medical field, I, you know, I had all of these things kind of going on with my body before I kind of had all of that knowledge. So it's great kind of going back now and realizing that kind of all of these things that were happening to my body or things that I went through, actually, you know, there was a meaning, there was a purpose. And like, you know, I wasn't just, you know, experiencing these things in my head, like a lot of doctors would say, oh, this is normal. Everything is normal. Yet you're having all these pain and issues. So basically back in probably 2010, when I was going into college, I began to having a lot of abdominal and pelvic pain, particularly like I would have really intense pain during my period, but it wasn't like normal cramping, like a lot of women experience. It was a ton of rectal discomfort, muscle spasms. Mm. And every time I would go to get checked, they would say, Oh, it's normal. You know, everything is fine and take birth control. And, you know, so I followed all of that. And, you know, it helped a little bit, but not really. And then my stomach pain began, became to get so bad uh, that I actually ended up, you know, going to the ER one time and having the worst abdominal issues and them telling me that, you know, the only thing that we can see is that, you know, you, you're constipated, which is so crazy to think like that you would have so much pain from being constipated, but it, it's actually some an issue that I treat with a lot of my patients. And then when I found you know, a GI, I was up in Washington doing my uh, bachelor's in biology. And when I came home for a visit, I saw a gastroenterologist in Newport beach and they actually did an endoscopy and where they kind of go down through the esophagus to check everything. And then a colonoscopy. And I had all of these things going on, ulcerative colitis. I had internal hemorrhoids. Um, I had a gluten allergy, which I didn't realize. And I was uh, diagnosed with celiac disease and it was crazy because, you know, it, it was like this validation where, you know, you, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, there's not, there is something actually physically wrong with me. You know, I, I had bleeding in my small intestines. And oh my gosh. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to play college basketball and, you know, do school. And it was really hard for me to, um, to do all of that. But, you know, I found a really great doctor that listened to me. And then from there, you know, that kind of like, began my healing journey. So I basically went gluten-free and it helped a lot of my symptoms. I was very fortunate. 
but you know, then, uh, you know, as I got older and I finished my bachelor's degree and I went into PT school, I, they, they basically talk about pelvic floor physical therapy, not as in depth as orthopedic, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a tragedy in my opinion, because pelvic floor, you know, once you learn it, it's really not that complicated for a physical therapist to really have that knowledge because you already have such a, a good knowledge of like musculoskeletal issues going on yeah. anyway. So, um, I, I really wanted to like enhance that. And once I learned that I realized, you know, this can help a lot of people, a lot of women too, you know, particularly people like me that have, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, all of those things. So then I got, um, I went through certifications and I went through the Hermes Herman and Wallace to get certified to do pelvic floor therapy for men and women. And another cool thing is when I was finishing up my doctorate program, I had a couple of clinical instructors that specialized or practiced visceral physical therapy or visceral um, manipulation, which is Mm -hmm. what I really like to specialize in what I really use with a lot of my patients. Basically for people that don't know what visceral therapy is, it's trying to restore like physiological motion of organs and viscera so you have normal motility and mobility because sometimes your stomach, kidneys, things can be not in the right place, causing a lot of dysfunction. So it's really helpful. And the coolest part is it's something that's more holistic in the sense of like, you don't need to have surgery necessarily. If you're having stuff going on with your GI, it's great for post-operative care for scar tissue, pregnancy, postpartum. So I was introduced to that going on one of my clinical rotations. And when I finished school and got my license, then I took visceral manipulation courses through the Brawl Institute. So then I took all four of their courses to kind of add on to my own, my own knowledge, which really helped me kind of grow as a PT. But yeah, that's kind of one of the, the reasons how I kind of got into what I do. Oh man, that's a crazy story, but it happens to a lot of women, right? You go to the doctor, your stomach hurts, we're having period cramps, or it's, we're having these pains and a male doctor looks at us and says, there's, there's nothing wrong with you. This is the way it's supposed to be. And it's like, no, you don't understand. It's more than just cramps. It's more than just the normal feelings. And you do have to be your own advocate when it comes to your doctors. If there's, if they're just giving you pills and not really giving you a treatment, you have to become your own advocate, do your own research, which is what Kelly did. But tell us a little bit more of like what women you see now that you're a therapist struggle with the most. Yeah. So one of the, one of the best things that I treat that the people that are like in most need of pelvic floor physical therapy and visceral physical therapy are patients suffering from um, endometriosis, adenomyosis, PCOS, Oh, a painful penetration or intercourse. Those things are like basically vaginismus is muscle spasms of the pelvic floor, which can lead to um, painful intercourse or penetration. Those are some of the most needed and the most amount of people that I treat in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also because of the visceral work that I do, I treat a lot of patients with irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bowel disease, Crohn's disease, constipation, you would be surprised how many people are constipated and they don't know it because it's just not, it's, you know, and I understand it's, it's private, it's personal. And a lot of people, there's this kind of negative stigma around women, you know, they, 
they poop roses and they fart, you know, like that was <laughs> wonderful. So a lot of women don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I find that to be a funny conversation. I talk about poop all the time because yeah. I think it's very important for you to understand your body. If something's going in, something has to come out. So if you're stuffing your body with food and all this stuff and nothing is coming out, where do you think it's being stored? It's being stored in your intestines. And yes. if it's not like secreting out of your body, then it's just, you know, being absorbed by your other cells and the rest of your body. And sometimes the food that we have has metals in it, toxins. And it can really cause havoc in your body. I'm really big into gut health. I really believe that our gut is our second brain. But I, it, to me, how many women I've talked to who are constipated and don't even think like, maybe I should do something about it. You know, they just like, oh, I'm, it's, I'm so lucky that I don't poop three times a day. I'm like, what do you mean? That's the worst thing you could possibly do, right? <laughs> like, how do you so live? Great. <laughs> right. How do you not feel like gross? Like for me, I'm constantly aware. I'm like, if I haven't pooped three, three times today, I'm going to yeah. drink something that's going to help me poop like a green juice or, you know, something holistic, but gut health is super important. Most of the time it's because we're severely dehydrated and yeah. we're not drinking enough water, but tell us a little bit more about how like that really can affect not just your stomach and you have stomach issues, but like your energy, your brain, Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the gut brain access with how, how everything kind of in your gut can co go along with your brain. Right. So it's super important. People don't realize too, when you're constipated, just like you're saying, you get backed up, then you get things like, you know, abdominal distension, bloating, gas, you know, you get hemorrhoids, right. From being so backed up that you're straining and pushing and you get all of these other issues that go on. And then what happens is, you know, you, people start to develop eating disorders, right? And this is something that I experienced and I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if you have as well, but what happened was, you know, you, when you have a like irritable bowel syndrome or chronic constipation or bloating or any type of abdominal pelvic issue causing discomfort or pain, especially when it's related to food, you fear food. And what happens is you get, you know, an eating disorder or disordered eating, meaning mm. you skip meals. You know, I remember at one point I told my GI, yeah, I don't eat until 4 PM because I feel, I feel the best when I don't eat, but then that doesn't, that's not healthy either. That causes other issues down the road. It's just a temporary, temporary Thanks. thing. Yeah. So it's so important. I think for people to realize that once you get constipated, right? And then it's another thing, right? Not drinking enough water, getting headaches, it affects your hormones. So there's a lot of factors I think that, that are go along with um, the constipation that a lot of people don't think about, but eating disorders is a big one because you know, you start to develop these bad habits. And then, you know, for me, I, I suffered from bulimia for about four years. It took me to overcome it when I was in college, kind of dealing with everything and yeah. not really understanding what was going on with my body. And also just feeling like, because I didn't know what was happening with my body, I felt no control. And because when you're bulimic, you feel that control when you, 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 you binge and you purge, it was mm -hmm. such an unhealthy relationship that I had. And I was so fortunate to have found a really good psychologist at my school that really turned me on to mindfulness exercises, books and, and um, practices that I've, you know, implemented. And it was, you know, it took me four years, but I finally recovered. And, you know, it's been a long time since I've even had that um, urge or those tendencies. So that's oh. a big, big thing. 
Well, that's good. Congratulations that you're no longer having those urges because I know some people suffer from that for the rest of their lives. So it's great that you got the help. I really want to express to the women who are listening how important it is to really discuss this with somebody in a safe place. If you feel awkward talking about your to your best friend that you're constipated or you're having painful sex or you're you know having issues after having a baby or like you said a C-section or something like that, you know find someone like Dr. Kelly Peterson to have that conversation in a safe place where you can actually find improvement. Tell us a little bit about how your clients, like when they first get to you and how they're doing like maybe in three or six months or how long will the treatments, do you have to do treatments in order for you to find some results? So the coolest part about what I do is basically I treat every patient in the same way. One, like they're my family. I treat them like they're my mom, right? With love, respect, you know, all of that. But I try to make sure that everybody has, everyone feels comfortable. And the goal of every treatment is to get your pain or your discomfort completely gone or down by the time you leave. And for you to have a better understanding of what is the source of your pain and how we're going to implement a program so you can get out of that. And that's something that I think every medical professional, especially, you know, physical therapist was what I do. Everyone should do right. Create a safe environment. But typically, you know, it depends on everybody, but most of my patients, if you're suffering from constipation, you know, abdominal pain, any type of or C-section postpartum, typically you'll feel, you'll feel better after one treatment. Now there is mm-hmm. the occasional, yeah, because it's you're implementing what's cool about physical therapy. And I know I'm biased because I am one, but what's so (laughs) great about what we do is we don't give you medications. We don't, we don't, you know, want to just like put a bandaid over your problem. We literally are like body detectives and we want to figure out exactly what is the source of your issue and explain to you, you know, bring over a skeleton. I have a, a model of the pelvis. I literally point and I show, you know, do you understand this? Do you see why, you know, maybe what you're doing, or maybe this is what caused your issue. So you really try to educate patients on their body, because if you, if you're just trying to learn something kind of like anything, right, if you're just trying to learn something and you don't understand the foundation of it or why, why anything like that, you're going to have a hard time wanting to do the exercises I give you or Mm -hmm. implement breathing techniques. But yeah, if you come into my, the clinic and you know, the, the goal is to get your pain down immediately. And sometimes people are so, they're in so, so much severity of pain that I'll have them just lie on the table and I'll have them close their eyes mm. and I'll, I'll just start doing visceral work on their belly. And I'll just say, all I want you to do is breathe. That's it. Mm. I don't care how you breathe. I just want you to let everything, you know, soften, let everything go. And then once, you know, and some people will literally start crying. Like some people will, you know, be like, okay, I feel so much better. You know, people come, come in when they come in to see you, sometimes there are, they are at their like end wits, like they've yeah. gone to multiple doctors. And that's something that like, I enjoy, like, I'm, I'm happy when people tell me, you know what, I've gone to an endocrinologist, I've gone to a GI, I've gone to an OB, like all these things. And I'm, and I look at them and I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm going to, I'm telling you right now, we're going to figure out what's going on and we're going to get you on a plan because I don't, I don't think for most, for most diagnosis, I don't like the answer of, well, it's normal or, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure because that's what a lot of patients will say. Well, we don't know what's causing your bloating. We don't know what's causing pelvic pain, but there's always a reason, you know, it's not, it may be coming, you know, 
from multiple different directions, or maybe, you know, it could be a side, a side effect of birth control, right? Hormonal birth control is great for lots of reasons, but that also has a lot of effects on hormones and pelvic floor issues. So there's so many, there's so many factors, but yes, typically when I treat somebody, I will do a subjective, hear their, hear their story, get their medical history, go through any red flags that I see. And then I will do like an objective exam kind of going through, you know, what does your posture look like, range of motion, strength, flexibility, endurance, all of those things. And then from there, give you a treatment, give you, and then from there, give you exercises so you can do self-treatment at home. Because the goal is not to have you come to me for the rest of your life or come to me once a week for, you know, forever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, typically for most people, if I'm doing pelvic floor or internal work, once a week is usually what you'll need once a week. And, you know, maybe say, let's try it for four weeks to six weeks and see how you feel. But you know what I uh, I love about what I do is like some people I'll see them one time and and they're good. And I love that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And some people, there are those people where they have endometriosis, IBS, they've got something that's much more or an autoimmune disease, right? Lupus, something that is much more systemic, much more long-term where they're going to have to manage their symptoms a little bit differently. But the goal is here, you, you take all of these tools that I've given you and I want you to, to do this at home. So maybe you only have to come and see me, you know, when you have a flare up once a year or something, because you know, I, I think it's sad when I have patients come into my office and they've been, you know, seeing somebody for a whole year and I'll ask, oh, so how is it going? Do you feel better? And they'll be like, well, not really. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, which I'm just like, oh my gosh, this person is, this person's taking your money, right? I yeah. never, if for me, if somebody isn't getting better or they don't see any progress after at least, you know, six to eight weeks, maybe three months, if it's something severe, I'm thinking, okay, there's something, what am I missing? How can I help this person? Where do I need to refer them? I'm, I think medical professionals need to be humble enough to know when they don't know everything or to say, you know, that they don't, they don't have all the answers. And that's when you, you know, Hey, let me refer you to my friend who specializes in this, or let me talk to this surgeon or, so I think that's really another thing about what I do that I, I really enjoy. So yeah, the goal is just to get people better, but you know, yeah. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. So do you think that even though we're in 2021, females still have a hard time talking about their private parts and like you know, like, oh my gosh, this hurts. Or do you find it now, like we're in 2021, that people are like more open to speak to you about the things that are going down in their intimate parts? Yeah, I think it's so, it's so mixed depending on people's, you know, environmental fact, like environmental factors, their home life. But in general, I would say, like I'm a millennial, I would say millennials and younger are a little more comfortable because there's so much access, I think, to technology and media, like kind of with information like I give out or you give out, like allowing people to be like, oh my gosh, like I love, you know, your fearless female podcast. It's so vulnerable and so raw. It allows me to be vulnerable and raw. So I think there is that aspect of it's a little bit better, but in terms of yeah, in terms of going to your doctor, I think a lot of people still are afraid to voice what they're feeling, even if the doctor, even for women, even if the doctor is a female, 
I still feel that a lot of patients are nervous to open up. And I mean, I guess the other day I had a patient who was a female and her OBGYN is also a female. And she basically told her that if she doesn't quote unquote, loosen up down there, she's never going to get pregnant and never going to have kids and no one's going to marry her and want to be with her. (gasps) Like, I know that was awful. I felt, and it was, it was really gut wrenching. And like, you know, the patient kind of like laughed because like, that's kind of, you know, a coping mechanism of yeah. like a, a joke. But like, I got like such a visceral response of just like, look, you need to one, find a new OBGYN because that is completely inappropriate, but it's still happening. Like there's still a sense of, I think as a, as a medical professional, when you are working with somebody in such, for such intimate parts, the belly, the pelvis, you need to be very delicate in how you address, approach and speak to people because it's, you know, it, you saying one awkward thing or one inappropriate thing, yeah. oh, like, ooh, ew, what am I seeing down there? Oh my God. Like that has such a huge, you know what I mean? Huge it does. Impact. It has a huge impact. If one person says one critical thing to you, you immediately think there's something wrong with you. You know, I, I see in social media a lot and I've watched documentaries where even teenage girls, because porn is so prevalent and so easy that they look at it and they're like, well, mine doesn't look like hers. So I'm, there's something wrong with me, you know? And here's the thing as females, we all look different down there. We're all, we're all different down there. That doesn't make us any worse or any less than a female. If it looks different, just love your body for what it is. And like, know that it's okay to talk about what's going on in your body to your medical professionals. They cannot help you if you're not willing to open up and have the confidence to say, this is what's going on with me. I, you know, because what's the point of suffering in this lifetime with a pain or, you know, some kind of thing that's going on and you're not speaking about it. No one's going to be able to help you. Yes. I completely agree. And I, and I feel that even though it's more tolerant to like talk about sex and, your pelvic floor and the vulva, it's still very difficult. And, you know, you go in and you're saying I'm having, you know, burning when I'm peeing, right, which is a common problem of people, you know, you know, the first thing you're thinking is, okay, do you have a UTI? Because it's, you know, it makes sense from a medical standpoint. But if somebody has already been in there multiple times saying, hey, I'm having burning when I have sex, I'm having burning, and they keep saying, oh, here, take these antibiotics, take the, you know, or like, yeah, oh, which what? then causes a UTI. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, are, like, are you cleaning down there? Like it's, it's, I've had so many, it's crazy. The stories that I get from patients, it, it like blows my mind. Um, yeah. And, and you think like we're in 2021 and people would be a little bit more open to talk about the things that are going on. But I've tried to have conversations with my friends about like pooping <laughs> and gut health and, you know, like, and they're just like, oh no, I, I don't want to have this conversation. And it's like, this is normal. We all poop. We all fart. We all have sex. We all have a period. We all have pain. We all have diarrhea. Like we are human beings having a human experience here. And it's like, if we don't talk about what's going on for me, I think to myself, if there, if what you're happening in your body is not what you're discussing with your friends, then maybe there's an issue that you need to bring up with your doctor. Like not pooping for three or four days is a red flag. Having sex and it's painful is a red flag. You know what I mean? It's like learn your body and be and be confident with your professional. And this is why I have her on the podcast because I've watched her on Instagram. I've seen the way she talks about her, what she's really passionate about. And if you find the right doctor, 
and you find the right safe place, then you can find your path to healing. It's so true. It's like so well said because I, and I do feel like I've recently, like the more my Instagram has grown and like my business that I just started, I feel like I get people that are like, oh, you're so weird or this is inappropriate. Like you're a, you have your doctorate. Like, you know, you get kind of the shade from people and this shame, like they trying to make you feel bad about, you know, educating. And it's like, it's not the 1950s anymore, guys. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, I go, oh yeah, there's me. There's me shaking my belly and showing people like, it's okay to like, to like, to pull on it, to move it. Like, and yeah. I think the more the, and, and the cool thing is everyone isn't made to be as open, but it's like, I feel that, you know what I've always, I've been since I got, since like college and even high school, I've always been really open talking about just everything. And, and, you know, getting older, realizing like, wow, you know, this is like my purpose. Like my, my purpose was to just like have these conversations with people because somebody needs to, you know, give an outlet for people that feel like, you know, wow, this is the weirdest thing or nobody's like me, because just like you said, like, you're not alone there. You, you think you in the moment you feel like you're the only one going through this and nobody knows what you're feeling. And, and, you know, to a certain extent, no one knows your body, but you, but you're not alone. Like there are so many people out there that you can reach out to for support, for help. So I think your podcast is great for addressing that. Oh, thank you. So as we wrap up this episode, what would you say is your nugget of wisdom for the females that are listening today? Okay. So one of the things that I always like to tell my patients and like just people, I would say that something that I try to live my life by is there's no better exercise, better for the body, the mind, and the heart than reaching down and lifting people up. And for me, it's like something that like I live by and I am very passionate about what I do. And, you know, my goal is to help people and however that is, whether it's referring them to another person, but we all fall down and we all feel like we're alone and we're in these dark places, but you know what, there's somebody there, there's somebody out there willing to like lift you, you know, lift you back up, but get you out of your hole that you think, you know, you're never going to get out of. So. Oh, I love that nugget. Okay. Kelly, how can my audience find you? Oh, okay. So I have um, a website, bellywhisperoc.com, but I biggest following is probably on Instagram at the.belly.whisperer. And my TikTok has gone a little bit more active because of a couple of perennial massage videos I've put up. So you can also find me on TikTok, but I'm really working right now on putting up videos, uh, self-care instructional videos for people to do treatments at home trying to figure that out right now and uploading those. So yeah. And you can also email me at the belly whisper or belly whisper OC at gmail.com. But yeah, if you message me or go to my Instagram, I have my link tree and it has all my information and I have, have a free perennial massage guide. And I also have a free, another guide I want to give out on constipation. So I just need to upload Ooh, that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she also has the belly whisper method of virtual workshop. So if you're not in Orange County, make sure you go to her website and sign up ladies, love yourself and love your body too. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, The Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.